Hi, you're listening to Yunus Talks, a podcast by the international architecture and design firm Yun Studio. Hosted today by me, Lucy Presso. In this episode, we're diving into the heart of the office here at Yun Studio, the model space. But before turning to our guests, let me briefly share that I myself have a background in psychology and neuroscience, applying my field of expertise to the world of architecture to help design in a more human-centric manner. So whenever I throw in something related to psychology or neuroscience, now you know why. For today's episode, we're sitting down with our model space colleagues, Jack and Stein, to talk the practice and the value of model making here at UN Studio. Besides their present work, we will head into the model space archive and also peer into the future of what model making will look like five to ten years from now. Jack and Stein, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Glad to be here. And uh, to start, would you mind briefly sharing a bit about yourselves? What is your background? How long have you been working at Yoon Studio? Where are you from? You want to hit it off? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jack. I've been working here since January this year. Um, I'm originally from Ireland. So I guess it wasn't until college, really, that I kind of really got into model making a bit more. Um, I was always into like, carpentry, woodworking, metalwork, throughout school, whatever. But it was really college that kind of made a bit more intense, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I quickly got into 3D printing, laser cutting. Cool. Yeah, just working more with my hands and stuff, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was so, always something I guess I was training to do. Mm -hmm. But it was only until college stopped, looked for a job, landed in this field. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, it's worked out well um, and yeah, loving it so far. Great. What about you, Stein? Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, I have a background in uh, interior architecture. I studied in Utrecht. Uh, I always loved uh, the model making part during this education. And um, after that study, I tried to get into architectural studios and started out first job as a model maker. At a different uh, Dutch, uh, but smaller firm, um, and uh, after that, I started my own model making company in 2010 when the construction crisis, or how it's called, uh, the mm -hmm. came upon us. Uh, then I started for myself, did that for about uh, 10 years, and in that period, I also freelanced a lot here at studio. Uh, was super excited in the beginning, of course, uh, about these crazy shapes that were happening here. Mm -hmm. Very challenging. Um, and since uh, well, the last three years, uh, I've been working here on the contracts uh, as a model maker and also responsible for the archive. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you here, guys. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, so are we. Yeah. <laughs> and to start off, um, what is model making all about? I'm thinking especially about our listeners and people watching who might not be familiar with, with model making. Could you give them an idea of what you guys are doing? Yeah, I, I think in general, uh, model making is supporting the architectural teams just as uh, renders or uh, 3D visualizations, panels, books, model making has always been a part of this whole process. And it really uh, helps understanding 
for somebody who can like read a drawing, uh, making a physical model uh, makes them understand the, the spatial value uh, uh, a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And even for the teams, not even for the client, but also for the teams. So I think yeah. in, in short, that's uh, it's, it's supporting the, uh, the design. Nice. It's actually already kind of uh, going into the, the question um, that I had in mind about it's it's not really a given, I think, that an architecture company has a model space, right? We don't see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is why is it so important for you in studio to have a dedicated model making space? And what is the value that it brings to the company? Um, well, I, I, there are like the bigger firms... This, they they do have their own model space, and I think it's a, it's a privilege mm-hmm. to have it. <clears throat> and yeah, for every design studio, uh, having a, a space where you can be creative and uh, play around with with materials is is something that, yeah, if you can get your hands on uh, with your design, is is, is very uh, important for us to have, and it's been there since the beginning, because even before three D. Uh, uh, renderings or drawings on the computer that there was always like make a model yeah so uh, yeah yeah i think that's that, that's something that uh, mm-hmm. studios very very much needs and will keep needing in the future mm-hmm. and what would you say um is mostly the case that you start experimenting a lot with the materials and model making or is it mostly like you have a really clear vision you just clearly know what you produce and you you just deliver the output. What is it like uh, a usual day at the model space? Uh, I think the the, the nice uh, parts is where where they where that we have the freedom to experiment with materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always the case that we that we have that time or even budget for it. Mm. Um, and as Jack said, it depends a bit on the stage. If they're in the uh, like a preliminary phase. We can suggest different uh, approaches, but if there's like a, uh, a competition that needs to be done like next week, mm-hmm. uh, this is the design. And uh, yeah, we sometimes you go for your, your knowledge that you already know. And uh, if there's 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 time for it, we can uh, play around a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like uh, recently, we, we start pouring with uh, with more with concrete and making silicone molds, but this is a very time consuming uh, uh, process. Um, but we had the opportunity to do it. So personally, I really like this beginning phase where you can try out and uh, mm-hmm. fail and try again. And uh, yeah, like failure is the best teacher. So mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah, that case, yeah. uh, I think that's that's yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like some projects allow for that experimentation and that, I guess, the time and budget. Other projects, it just isn't possible. It's more of a case of there's an outcome or kind of a result that needs to happen piece that needs to be given and that's what we do that's where we produce mm-hmm. where sometimes again depending on stage you could produce something maybe to a certain extent and then a team would come in and something would change a design change or maybe just something in the actual model mm-hmm. material color texture whatever so sometimes you do have models where it's very much a to b whereas other times then it's more mm-hmm. A to S to or to <laughs> B to Z. And sometimes you just have to close the door and yeah. say, "Okay, designers, stay <laughs> out." Yeah, stay we have out. To, yeah. if you want a model, yeah, yeah we well. have to finish it now. Yeah. So stay away. 
I see. And another topic I would like to dive into is uh, sustainability, because I also mm. know that's something you're very uh, keen about and that's very important to you. Um, what is the model spaces approach to sustainability and why is it so important to take a sustainable approach uh, in model making here at UN Studio? I think why it's important is is quite self-explanatory. <laughs> Explanatory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no good. pun intended, but I did. Um, yeah, no uh, environment. Uh, that's that's the most important reason, of course. Why? Yeah. Um, yeah. What do we try to do? Like less waste, less yeah. plastic. Um, environmentally. If it's meant to be reflected in the buildings, I guess it makes sense to be reflected in the models. Um, mm. And I mean, it was always something I thought of throughout college and whenever I was making stuff at home myself, it's so easy to make stuff, models, whatever, that is just, which is just disastrously mm. bad environmentally, like mm -hmm. resins, glues, plastics, whatever processes you're using. Um, so, like, it is a challenge, but it doesn't have to be a bad one. I think a lot of people, when they hear sustainability or, oh, the environment, it's like you have to disregard style or mm -hmm. finesse or certain technologies. But it's more of a case, especially with what we do, it's more of a case that we still use the technologies, but they don't have to be, like, so severely CO2-intensive. Mm. Mm -hmm. carbon intensive um and we don't have to sacrifice on style either it's mm -hmm. more of a case of we're still getting the job done we're still making the models to the standard we want just mm -hmm. friendlier i guess with a better strategy um yeah. and it's also the i think the studio towards the outside really wants to send the message that we're trying at least as much as we can to uh, uh, make sustainable buildings and be aware mm -hmm. of uh, human health but that's also from the inside out like within the studio we are uh, like wh what type of paper do we use for the printers uh, what do we do with our own waste mm. uh, so that, that that we should also carry out internally how we uh, uh, how we handle this and mm -hmm. not only within our own buildings but also what we do here so mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I think that's a message for everybody, like it in the is. studio. Uh, yeah. do, do we like um, when we have lunches for the for clients? Do we do uh, the, the vegan or uh, <laughs> a vegetarian? Just just to yeah. to be a bit aware of what what we choose. Uh, mm -hmm. Do we get our products local locally? It's, it goes yeah. much further than uh, than mm -hmm. than just the space where we work. Mm -hmm. But uh, indeed, as 100%. Jack said. We try to reduce plastics, mm -hmm. uh, work more with cardboard, with wood. We, we can get the same uh, finesse and detailing. Uh, Great. But yeah. yeah. So it's not a trade-off to actually use more sustainable materials, but still deliver the same high quality? Or would you say it is hard yeah, sometimes, it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mix. Mm. It's finding a balance. I mean, yeah, it's it can be a challenge, but... I mean, I think you can see it one of two ways. It's either going to be a pain or it's going to be something that you can actually enhance your work. And I suppose it's like, look at me. We do really environmental work, really mm. sustainable work. And this is our, these are our practices in how we do 
environmentally friendly work within the company, in our designs, in our models. Um, it's practicing what we preach. And I mean, I think especially with our team, we do see it as an opportunity because mm. a lot Good. of stuff we're doing inside in the model space, it's baseline, first time experimenting, um, whether it's with soap or wax or mm. bioplastics or hemp or mm -hmm. whatever wild, crazy solutions we can kind of think up of. Um, cool. Whereas I do think there's a lot of attitude out there that it's a hindrance. Whereas with us, it's more of a case of, no, this is what we do. Mm. We, do we do it well. Mm -hmm. So kind of bring on your next challenge and we'll, we'll succeed yeah. at it, I guess, really. So yeah, that's the attitude, I think. Just kind of, it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a bad one. Nice. Um, so yeah. I yeah, like and, that perspective. Yeah, also <laughs> the, the teams, they, they, with the architectural students, they are very, they also come from architectural background. They're used to making foam, like foam cut models and, and using all these different techniques. So it's also uh, what, what you're used to, you tend to mm. grab again mm. and you know, you know how this works and this is, uh, but uh, if we have enough to showcase, like if you try it this way and it might not be 100% sustainable, but maybe it's mm -hmm. like 70% and the other 30% is not, but then at least we have something to like, uh, yeah. yeah. And this is using a metal and glass and, um, uh, Woods and mm -hmm. papers, cardboards, and indeed bioplastics. Uh, get them locally. Mm -hmm. All this is good um, point. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. It doesn't have to be a full, hundred percent. You know, friendly. But I no, mean, it's a process. Yeah. yeah, it's a process. Yeah. And even integrating it slowly into projects, it's a lot better than not doing anything. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the, team, the teams are changing. They're, yeah. They kind of yeah. like it now. Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> So in a way, you're also influencing and inspiring the teams then, no? Yeah, like definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but before a revolution, people tend to like uh, kick against yeah. change. There's a lot of <laughs> attitude change. So and, no, and but the client the wants leaves. a white model. Yeah. Like, for, for instance, the German projects, mm -hmm. they, they really want this only white models. So, yeah, but we really? don't always have these... Yeah. The, uh, these alternatives that... So can we make something a, a bit more in a lighter tone? To go towards the white, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. It's, uh, but it's that, that's nice. It keeps the job interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Let's do some past experience sharing. What are some projects that come to your mind that you especially enjoyed working on, or some models that you really enjoyed uh, creating? Is there anything that immediately crosses your mind? Well, you've been here the, 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 the shortest, so mm. maybe you have, your yeah. memory is more fresh. Um, <laughs> Short, shorter memory. Can it, also yeah. be, uh, can it also be nightmares? Or? Of course. Um, something worth mentioning. Something <laughs> worth mentioning. Uh, well, we recently finished a project, which since last Saturday was exhibited in the Venice Biennale. So that was oh, for wow. the Qatar Children's Museum. Um, which was a nice project to work on. It's been in the studio a while. Um, but yeah, it was a challenge. But I mean, I, I all the team pitched in and it turned out pretty well. So it was solid beach, timber base, some etching, some hand carving. Mm -hmm. It was crazy of, work, man. It was crazy. The, <laughs> Don't downplay the, it, Zach. <laughs> there was this, uh, they, they had like <laughs> an example of the, I like the, the, the Blocks of wood mm -hmm. as a, like a play uh, play thing for kids. That was like the the, the inspiration for this. Yeah. And the the, um, mm -hmm. the idea was to chop out of solid wood these 
cube cubicle chunks that like fitted into each other mm. and he was chopping and grinding and <laughs> milling everything away like for two three weeks in a row Ooh. yeah it was yeah it intense. was intense it was very <laughs> intense it was like i'm glad i didn't have to do that one <laughs> mm. so you stayed completely away from that yeah well, well of course we we, like we, we helped us we did, I did yeah. the base but yeah. that was like veneering and the, it was a bit of laser cutting but uh, we help each other out mm-hmm. um nice. and uh yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's uh that's kind of i think the project before this one you also said like i don't know what, what was that because oh this oh, is the, like the, the worst the ai the AI is like really there. <laughs> Tell like us about it. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult. The, the, the teams kept changing all the time. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah. There was a few experiments I think that we did that, which didn't really go to plan, and mm. had to rectify those. And it was kind of, again, A to B to X to Y, and mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, <laughs> trying to get everything back on track again. Um, but I mean, it turned out good in the end. Yeah, it's that process. You sometimes it just doesn't go according to plan, mm. and it's mm. which happens a lot with model making. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be very stress resistant in your job. You would say doesn't, tolerant, doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> More or yeah. less. Yeah. I guess it's a thing of having a contingency plan. I guess or knowing what to do in mm. situation when you know you mightn't have enough time or budget or material it's just mm-hmm. it's constant problem solving which i think a lot mm. of architecture is anyway it yeah. Is, yeah that's nice yeah and stein your most memorable projects or models that you created yeah it's uh it's been so many but there's one certain like there was this was this, <laughs> we had to make like eight or nine models for a project in qatar and uh these were like big models and we had the thing the nice thing was that we got got really good support from the teams when you're in collaboration with somebody who's preparing drawings for you and if they also think in like a model making way and not in a like i have to construct this in real life way mm-hmm. uh, if they help out and that this communication goes well and it was like laser cutting and assembly and everything came together quite neatly and it was a very long long process mm-hmm. uh, but the models came out really really nice uh yeah, if you work on like one thing for like six months it's very nice to like focus uh on that so i, I recall those mm-hmm. those were very uh, nice but it also had like <laughs> i also remembered because we had like a really big model made for it and then it's it went because making models is one but then it needs to travel mm. and that's like a different yeah level of stress like okay <laughs> did i pack it well did everything go okay True. and then there's this delivery guy waiting to pick it up to transport and you, you're like finishing yeah. the last things and then you pack it and it, then one of the models they they arrived like in two pieces ah oh, that's a shame uh, yeah it's that's, out of your hands you cannot do anything about it but that's yeah. then do you really get pictures from the client like a uh what happened here yeah and yeah. this is these are models for like uh, 10 20k a piece you know, <laughs> and they uh, they break that's heavy then you have to get a model maker over there to fix it for you but this is like okay then mm. then you make a decision for next time okay even if the transport's here i need to pack it well yeah that's the most important because if it breaks then it's uh, but yeah so yeah. it's a bit of a <laughs> Uh, a, a, a double uh, mixed feelings with that it's like mm. very great projects but uh, when that happens mm-hmm. like mm, you put so That's much effort into it yeah, yeah for sure does it happen a lot or no no 
good. <laughs> no, we, we make really good boxes. So yeah, no, we, we, we have yeah, our we have our own system also yeah. where we're making transport boxes. Just make sure sure Patrick always says like make sure you can throw it off a flight of stairs and it's still in one piece <laughs> because you don't know how people will handle it. Of course, usually I would like to bring it myself because then I know Such how to handle way. it. But yeah, sometimes they pick the things up and they just cram it into the van and then it's like oh okay you're already anticipating ah yeah it's not a good start so that's also no. part of the job it's mm-hmm. not only the model making but also yeah. the logistics and mm-hmm. delivery yeah. dealing and with exhibition. clients <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely i see so it's a shop within a shop I yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah it's a little uh little business we're running yeah it really seems so so yeah. many tasks on your shoulders yeah no definitely but, that's uh, uh, that's true for that stress level, you look very fresh today. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> keeping up, keeping up appearances. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But let's move on to the Model Space archive. So Yun Studio has a dedicated um, archive that's not in our office itself, but located at a different location here in Amsterdam. Yeah. What is the Yun Studio Model Space archive and what can be seen there? Well, um... I'm responsible at least for making it more representable because uh, mm-hmm. I think four years ago uh, we started on cleaning up the space. So it's at Kanazem uh, Island in Amsterdam. It's a very big space. We have models that go back uh, since the beginning of the studio, which is like 1988. So there's a, like a thousand models in all different stages of uh, deterioration, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but still also pieces of art. So we we started out uh, having a couple of hours like uh, per week mm-hmm. to uh, extract these models, uh, uh, unpack, photograph, uh, uh, repair. Uh, so mm-hmm. we set up shop there, but it took a l- quite a long time to like clean up the space. Um, and we also have a exhibition area there where we want to showcase uh, mm-hmm. certain projects. Mm-hmm. So there are different uh, locations there that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it's 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 important. It's the legacy of the studio. It's it's, it's yeah. Ben and Caroline's work, um, and we need to. Yeah, uh, it's it's still the backbone of where it all started, and we can we can show very well what the process is from, like handcraft model mm-hmm. making to three uh, uh, D drawing into three mm. D printing and this mm-hmm. evolution of, of 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 model making. Yeah. Um, and the also the other 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 bigger firms, and I think you know which ones I'm mm. talking about. They 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 also have their archives. Some some mm. of these studios, when you walk into the studio, you first go through this time zone of of of, of project that they that they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think also here all over the studio, you can see projects uh, for clients also when they come they can see what we are doing what we have done in the past um so yeah it's it's an ongoing process Uh, Mm -hmm. i i've been working now on it for four yeah three four years okay yeah Uh, a while ago i visited uh, renzo piano's uh, uh, archive Mm -hmm. and they had five people working on it for the last 20 years Archiving, 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 and they kind of laughed at me that I was doing it back then on my own, uh, mm-hmm. trying to uh, like set goals for myself. But it's just a very ongoing process, and every day because we're responsible for bringing in mm-hmm. 
the new models that sometimes go to clients, sometimes they go to the archive. But it's also, also made a lot of maintenance and work. And mm. we have Jack and the interns, they help out. But it's it's the the space is there's no daylight. You know, you don't want to be there for more than four hours and then you wanna do something else. Yeah. So but it's 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 an important uh, part and we want to showcase it to the public. Uh, use it mm. as a uh, educational value, as an edu educational value, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we are in connection with Architours, who also have tours around the city, nice. and they also visit that. So uh, now with the opening okay. of the booking uh, uh, building, and yeah. there are several projects in Amsterdam, and they do like a big tour, mm -hmm. and then they finish or start at the archive as a like a cherry on the pie. Nice. Nice. Well, we're very, very proud and very important to uh, to keep that uh, alive yeah, because it's been buried, sure. like yeah. literally mm -hmm. for, for for too long. <laughs> so we're like uh, keeping we're it uh, alive. So now we've talked about the present work uh, that's happening in the model space a bit and the archive, but I would also really like as a as a last topic to peer into the future of model making here at um, at Yun Studio. And um, you know, besides handcrafted concepts, paper, and and sketch models, you just touched upon it. We're using three D modeling. Hmm. Um, how much is three D modeling being used right now? And do you see it as kind of the future of model making, even the future of building in general? Uh, I think there's an extreme um, opinion out there that it's entirely the future. Mm -hmm. Anything three D, anything virtual. Um, I think it's something I've even come across myself. It's like, why build anything by hand when you can just do it in 10 minutes on the computer or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's an easy trap to fall into as a designer, no matter what your field. Whereas I know myself in my own experience, once you do something like, not even just by hand, having something physical in front of you something that you're working on or working through, designing, evolving, elevating, it's, you're never going to get the same benefits mm. looking at a computer screen yeah. compared to having it in front of you because you can instantly see where something's wrong, where something isn't working. Whereas I think when you're looking at a screen, you're just, there's nearly a facade over it. You're just fooling yourself. You're like, you're, you just can't see it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the opinion of it's something that's going to be regulated to the past that'll age very quickly because I think the best designers out there will be, as we see with our studio, we have the model space, we're implementing it and we're using it as a tool. And I do think it's actually the best one we have. Because I mean, we, we even see it daily. Mm -hmm. Designers come down to the model space and they see, I don't know, tower or whatever that they've been working on for months and they're like, wow. Or else you're like, hmm, yeah. okay, need to fix that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there there is a place for 3D, whatever, technology, virtual reality, whatever, but it's certainly not the, not the answer to replace anything mm -hmm. physical model making or whatever. Yeah, it's um, not the full answer. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's about finding the happy medium. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. even a lot, of, a lot of the new technology we have in the model space now with FDM printers or SLA, whatever, it's the latest technology, but at the same time, it's not entirely replacing like handcrafting, woodworking, whatever. We're mm -hmm. using it more to complement 
as opposed to mm. complement and enhance mm-hmm. as opposed to replace. Because um, right. yeah. I mean, we even see it in the archive, loads of techniques, strategies, skills. It would be a shame to lose out on them mm-hmm. only to replace it with a 3D printer. Yeah. Because it's... Not the same. No, it's not at all. Mm -hmm. We also have to uh, embrace this Mm. technology because it's going so fast. Yeah. The 3D printing technology, they're changing. They are quicker printers, newer printers. And like some of the prints we did in the past, they are not timeless because people can see, oh, this was this type of printer. Mm -hmm. It looks looks like that one. So it's, it's, yeah, we have to also evolve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, also getting back to the sustainability part, uh, resin printers are super hazardous. Uh, powder mm. printers are okay because you can like recycle a bit of the powder. The FDM printer works with plastic, does have a lot of like bi- biodegradable plastics or uh, wood filaments mm-hmm. to have a certain amount of sustainability on that. <clears throat> but for example, during uh, the Corona period, uh, we couldn't make any models because... They, they were touched by everybody. They couldn't travel. They, they, we were locked down yeah. as, as everybody. So we were thinking, okay, how can we like change? How can we still make models that we can communicate? Mm-hmm. So we think yeah, maybe we go with the, um, uh, the augmented reality. Okay, See yeah. if that's like we make a, a 3D model, we QR code it, uh, we make some uh, point, we use a software program. So we got that started up or, or how can we uh, make like flat, uh, flat foldable models and send mm-hmm. them in an envelope and like mm. uh, get them by the client, get them to the client and they can like unfold it mm-hmm. by themselves and that we don't have to, to touch it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we, yeah, you can kick against it, this, this ever-changing technology, mm. but you were like every four years, there's like this really big uh, 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 yeah, additive manufacturing, as they call it, fair in, uh, in Germany. Okay. And they showcase all the new technologies. And we, like last year we went there and we had a, uh, we had a look and like, okay, what's, what's new? What can we use? Not everything is, is for art. It's, it's more for like industrial uh, business mm-hmm. also. But as long as we use it, as Jack said, as a tool, we also always need somebody to take it out of the printer. You need to assemble. Yeah. And it it's also would be nice. How can we combine uh, these technologies, mm-hmm. you know, different te- 3D printing techniques? How we, can we combine it with our paper models? Uh, yeah. How can we convince teams mm-hmm. uh, to do that? So it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I think the future is that model making will never end, hopefully, because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, that all the, 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 the bigger project managers, they really enjoy this space that we have. They always showcase it as the heart of the yeah. studio. Yeah. It's the most inspirational exactly. spa- area. Yeah, you, you've been there. It's been it's, there. It's, 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 Came it's, out it's, as a different person. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly what we mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the physical models have been there, have been here like for a very, very long time. And I think they, they will always be part of the, of the architectural Mm -hmm. design process. It's, 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 it's connected. So, uh, I don't think we will be pushed out by 3d printers, but 
somebody's got to turn that machine on mm-hmm. and off <laughs> and off <laughs> yeah. and if and it's broken and if it's broken you yeah. still have to make your model so yeah. then you have to get back to your own yeah. crafting qualities and uh, do it different 100%. Yeah. yeah i think we can we can call it a day but guys thank you so much for uh yeah, coming on the episode, sharing all these insights about model making here at uh, Yun Studio. I think it was so interesting to talk about the ins and outs of the model space, the model archive, and even get a fresh perspective on what we can expect to see in the near future when it comes to model making. Yeah, no, we will and definitely be part of the future. Yeah, and, 100%. Uh, looking forward to listening <laughs> back and hoping that we didn't uh, like bore out everybody with our uh, uh, with our uh, uh, skills and techniques and talking about the things we love because uh, we love this job yeah I love this and thank you guys for tuning in today um, we hope that you've learned something that you are left inspired to be creative do some model making yourself and come visit our model space um, to see and to also make use of the amazing work that's been done every single day also, our next, uh, for our next episode, we're inviting the uh, UNS Urban Team to talk about regeneration and urban activation of our cities. So please follow, subscribe, and we will see you next time on UNS Talks. Ciao.